Gracious Father, Lord God, we truly do thank you today for all of your blessings. What an awesome and mighty God we serve. Lord, we humble ourselves before you now, and Lord, we invite and invoke your spirit to rule and overrule in all that we say and think and do today. Lord, we know that with you, Lord, we can do all things, and Apart from you, Lord, we can do nothing that is lasting or of any significance. Lord, we thank you for you and your spirit showed up today in this place. Lord, we've come in here today because today we wish to see Jesus. Lord, we've come in this place today because we wish to hear a word from the Lord. And Lord God, we thank you. For all of your wonderful and mighty and marvelous blessings. Lord, we can truly say if it had not been for the Lord on our side. Lord, tell me where, where would I be? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your goodness and mercy. Now, Lord Jesus, as we get into your word, let your word get into us. In Jesus' precious name, let all God's people say, Amen. Okay. <laughs> but you were here. I'm saving that for you. Come on. Lord, renew my strength. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord with God's people. What a joy it is. See, I listened to your pastor this morning as he led us in our worship. I sneaked in here during the summer, during my vacation. As Tony said, I think he came to do some reconnaissance work. And I sat right there on that side pew and your pastor was so deep in his constipation and concentration. <laughs> Sorry. And leading the choirs and leading the worship and preaching the word of God that I sat right there on the end and he did not see me till after the benediction. And he says, why didn't you tell me you were here? Then I would have introduced you. And I said, then you would have done something differently. I wanted you to be yourself as you allow the Lord to use you. And I want you to know, Redeemer, my heart was blessed. And I thank the Lord for the privilege of being able to worship with you during this past summer. Now I have a confession to make. And pastor Bailey is my, I got bro man love for your pastor. <laughs> That's my dog. That's all I got to say. That's my dog right there. And he introduced me to his beautiful wife, Kathy, and his children. And I just felt so honored and 
And Sister Kathy went out and did her mission work and came back. And I know she loves to sing. And <clears throat> those of you who might not know, <clears throat> she loves to wear hats too. She. <clears throat> <laughs> But we are so glad that God has given us this opportunity that we could gather together. I wish you could, as those in the balcony can do, I wish you could be up here where you could see what we see. And what I see, as Pastor shared so beautifully with us, what I believe it's going to be like when we get to heaven. Can I get amen? Amen. I don't believe there's going to be Presbyterians, well, maybe Presbyterians, but they're not going to be Reformed Episcopalians, they're not going to be Methodists and Lutheran and Baptists. It's going to be God's people from every tongue and every nation gathered around the throne, praising and glorifying God to the highest, for God is worthy. He is not a respecter of person. He doesn't care how old, how young, how tall, how short, how slim. Uh, (laughs) He just wants people who came with a mindset and a will to worship him, for God is worthy to be praised. If you believe that, give God a hand clap of praise today. I am blessed today in another way because today, as printed in your service guide, that the Lord has led us to go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And there are three or four points in that short passage of Scripture. And one of the points is about being anxious. About being anxious. And I am so glad that I don't really have to spend hardly any time on that. Because Brother Kurt, without knowing where we were coming from, taught that in Sunday school this morning. And did a great job. So if you want to know about anxiousness, if you want to know what I was going to say, come back to Sunday school next week. (laughs) Those of you who came to Sunday school, don't raise your hand. Just smile and look at the person next to you. (laughs) A marvelous job. From Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'd like to use for a theme today, how to experience perfect peace. 
how to experience perfect peace. When I think of the book of Philippians, what a marvelous book. It's a very short, four little chapters. You can read it in 20 minutes. But I'm telling you, it is one of those that you, when you read it, you will find so many passages that we've committed to memory that you may not know the address, but they are right there in the book of Philippians. It is Paul's love letter, if you will. Paul wrote this letter, and that is what's so unique for me, Paul wrote this letter from a Roman prison. Paul was not in an ideal situation. Yet the apostle Paul is going to say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Then I think he kind of thought, What else can I say? Oh yeah. Again I say. Come on now. Don't leave me hanging up here. Come on now. I'm already in the nosebleed section anyway. Come on now. Don't. Don't leave a brother hanging out here today. Paul is in prison. Paul is in chains. Paul has been locked up. And yet Paul would write this letter. And in this marvelous letter, you find the words joy and rejoice no less than 16 times. You find in this short letter the word Christ no less than 40 times. Oh, I think this brother got a message for us today. No matter what you are going through, if you know Christ and know that Christ knows you and you know that you know that you know that you know you know that you know, know, then you got it made. You can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. When I think of this, Paul writes in the beginning of this fourth chapter about a situation in the church where there was some discord expressed and experienced. There was a difference between two sisters in the church. And Paul describes them not as ordinary but extraordinary ladies who worked with him and contended for the faith. And they had a difference of opinion in the church. Paul is writing to the church to tell the church in the first part of chapter 4 that these ladies need to work that out. And then he asks the rest of the members of the church to help them work that out. So Paul then gives us a promise in verse 7 that God is giving us a promise then the peace of God will transcend all understanding and will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But in order to get that promise fulfilled in your life, Paul gives us several exhortations. You see, in the Bible, the Bible is filled with promises of God. Many of them are conditional. God says, if you do this, Or if you do that, then I will do this. We like the unconditional ones, don't we? Let God do all the work. Let God carry the load. We just sit back and collect the check. My wife is retired. And she loves to sit back 
and collect the check. And I've been married for years. And she says, isn't it great that when we got married, we had an agreement that we would share everything. And I said, oh, yeah. Now we've been married for a while, and she says, darling, what's yours is mine. And what's mine is mine. (laughs) Paul says, rejoice always. I'm still working on rejoicing in that area. Can I get an amen? Now, Paul turns his attention from the promise and from those two ladies and their problems to the rest of the church. Paul tells us about these exhortations. In the case of Christ's promise, God wants us to know there are times that God requires actions from us. And here in this passage, a conditional promise with a resulting peace, the transcending understanding of a peace that God can give to you that you cannot even comprehend. A peace that doesn't even make sense. A peace that defies reason. A peace That when you are at odds and things are going on in your life, that you can't see how in the world you can operate with the peace of God that passes all understanding. Because sometimes you can get in a mess that you can't see from here to tomorrow. But isn't it wonderful to know that if God is with you, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. I can have the peace of God. Your life and my life are built into strife and trouble and pain. And it doesn't foster peace as a general mindset in our lives. But God is saying here in Philippians chapter 4, that no matter what you are going through, if you If you are in a a difficult situation, no matter what's going on in your life, God says, I will give you a peace that transcends your understanding. It defies reasoning. Another way that the young people might put it, it's a mind-blowing peace. You sit back and go, yeah. yeah." (laughs) Pay attention to the condition. The promise, and verse 7, is a byproduct of the condition. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 23, called perfect peace. There will be, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Rejoice, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. First you have to develop a lifestyle of rejoicing. Develop a lifestyle. Always, always, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. Always. Rejoice is a a sense of cheerfulness. A sense of well-being. Not tied to one's circumstance. 
Rejoice not only because good things are happening in your life, but in spite of whatever you are going through, whatever is happening in your life, Paul says, rejoice. Joy is not happiness. Do I need to say that again? Joy is not happiness. Happiness depends on what's happening. Bills paid? Happy. Bills not paid? Not happy. Parents, children behaving and doing what they're supposed to be doing and where they said they were going to be. Happy. When we look at our lives and I think of spouse, spouse acting really nice, happy. I want you to know God is an awesome God and God wants us to be more than just happy. But happiness and happy days don't always come. Paul is saying here, don't just merely be happy. I want you to rejoice. I want you today, church, to make a choice to rejoice. You want perfect peace? Then make a choice to develop a lifestyle of rejoicing. Don't rejoice in the circumstance. Paul says rejoice in what? The Lord. Oh, come on now. Rejoice in the Lord. I may not be able to rejoice in the midst of some of the circumstances I find myself in, but I can always rejoice in the fact that the God I serve, whose mercy and grace and love and protection and presence and experience blesses my heart no matter what I'm going through. Oh, his grace and his mercy. Oh, have you ever been in a situation where you look like there is just no way out and God comes up and makes a house call? Hello now, somebody. I want you to know God's grace and mercy will allow you to rejoice even in the midst. Look at what the psalmist said in Psalm 46 verse 1, who says, I am a present help in time of trouble. I always experience his presence, even when I'm going through trouble. There's enough for us to rejoice about if we make rejoicing a choice. I challenge you today, to exercise your volition in the direction of rejoicing always. Another psalmist write in Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord sometimes, at all times, and his presence shall continually be in my mouth. I make the choice to rejoice, even when I don't feel like it. Make the choice to rejoice. When I get a bad report from the doctor, I make a choice to rejoice. When I get a bad midterm grade, 
real bad. I make a choice to rejoice. Nehemiah says in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. For the joy of the Lord is my. Oh what is there to be joyful about? I just got a pink slip pastor. Why should I be rejoicing? Because I want you to know you serve a God who knows your every need. God saw them give you the pink slip. God saw them. But what I want you to know, God saw them before they got the pink slip in their hands. Do you know that that didn't surprise God? Do you know when they gave you the pink slip, God said, ooh, I didn't see that coming. God knows not only what you are, God knows in advance what you are about to go through. And God has already made a provision for you. Because let me tell you something, when God allows them to close that door, come on now somebody. God has already opened another door. Because Paul says, my God shall supply all your need through his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Boy, that's a crazy thing. I, I hope you never get a pink slip, but if you get one and they give you the pink slip and put it in your hand and says, thank you for your service, you can get up and say, thank you, Jesus. Wow, God is working it out. Wow, thank you. Oh, my goodness. And they go, uh, security. Uh, we didn't have that on the list of you smoking weed, but I think we need to add that. Rejoice in the Lord who is my provider. Rejoice when a significant walks out of your life. Or let you down. Why? Because I serve Jehovah Shammah. The God who is always with me. When they were talking to Joseph. And telling Joseph. The angel was telling Joseph. That he. That go ahead and marry Mary. Because the son. The child that is in her. Is Emmanuel. God with us. Oh I don't know about you. But I got a Jehovah Shammah. He is with me, whithersoever I go. Oh, Kurt brought that up this morning. Oh, I'm going to keep hopping on what Brother Kurt Brewer said today so you don't miss Sunday school next week. Come on now. He talked about how God's presence is always with us. God is with us no matter where you go, no matter what you're going through. God says, I shall be with you. If you go all the way to heaven, God says, I am right there. If you make your bed in hell, the Lord says, there you shall find me. If you mount up on the wings of the morning and fly to the other side of the ocean, the Lord says, I will there lift you up with my right hand. Oh, I can rejoice to know that I don't care what I'm staring down. I don't care who's staring me down. I can step back and say, sick him, Jesus. The Lord can then tell me the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. Oh, I don't have to do nothing. Just... I'm one of seven sons. Three sisters and 
seven boys. And I'm one of the younger ones. One brother younger than me. And I'm telling you right now, that was a good feeling. That when I was in school and somebody decided to mess with me. Y'all know where I'm going with this, don't you? And when they got in, especially if they were a grade ahead of me, bigger than me, uglier than me. All I do is, is Edward, Johnny, Chester, Sam, B.C., come on now. And you know, for me, I, I know y'all know that I've always been a very nice, non-troublemaking person. Can y'all see that? Can you see the, see the, whole, see the halo? Uh-huh. St. John, hush. (laughs) God is an awesome God. So if they walk away from you, church, you're still never alone. If somebody who's promised to be with you until death us do part... And they get the itch to leave. Go ahead and let them leave in Jesus' name. Because God says, I will be closer to you than a brother. I'll still make a way out of no way. I'll bless you. I'll lift you up. I'll carry you like a shepherd carrying a lamb to his bosom. See, we got something to rejoice about. We're sitting there eating a gallon of ice cream for nothing. Let that joker go. I heard somebody say... This just came hot off the press. I heard someone say that if your wife or your husband leave you and go and go with somebody else, write the person they went to a sympathy letter. (laughs) That's at no extra charge. (laughs) I've got a Lord that loves me in spite of me. I got a Lord that loves me, that God will provide for me. And I want you to also understand that we are living in a time now where trouble is all around us. Trouble is all around us. But you need to make the choice to rejoice. Troubles and trials, church, are standard equipment if you're going to live on this earth. Anybody in here never had any trouble? Good. Stick close to that one, whoever that is. But trouble is standard equipment. If you go to the dealership to buy a car and you ask the the dealer, the salesman, um, how much for a steering wheel? Standard. Uh, Tires? Standard. Windshield? Standard. How about brakes? Standard. All standard equipment. Job says, chapter 5, verse 7. Yet man is born to trouble. As surely as sparks fly upward, church, you are going to have trials and trouble in your life. But you're not powerless 
because you are in Christ Jesus. While trials and trouble are standard equipment, I want you to know misery is optional. You pay for misery. That's an upgrade. And you have to pay for that. It's sad to say many of you want to pay the price for the upgrade of misery. Choose Christ to get you through the trials. But if you choose misery, you have to pay for it yourself. Not only do you still have your trials if you choose misery, you got a bad attitude to go with it. There's no trust. There is no faith. There's no hope. There's no joy. There's no peace. There's no confidence in God or yourself. And you still have no resolution to your problem. Have you ever seen anybody that every time you see them, they're whining? No, I, I know nobody here at Redeemer. I'm, I'm just saying. Soon as they walk in the door, how you doing? Wow, loud. Wow. Wow, loud. See, they think they're a member of the whining family. I want you to develop a lifestyle of rejoicing in the Lord always. I want you to practice thinking of the favor of God of the provision of God, of the protection, the presence, and the promise of God. Job said, the Lord gave me and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then I want you to demonstrate gentleness. And in this verse 5, towards others. It is an evidence. You have to put it on display. You are asked to trust God and not take it out on your family and your friends because of the trials that you are going through. He tells you how you are doing based on how you respond to other people. Don't let the devil get into your spirit. Don't let the devil get into your heart. And I want you to know that gentleness is meekness but not weakness. It is humility. It is the way you treat one another. You know, when you're going through stuff, I've heard some old people, I look at them and this is, Pastor, it's been a rough week, but I thank the Lord anyhow. I want to praise God anyhow. Oh, every bone on me is aching. I got aches and pain in places I didn't even know I had, but I thank the Lord I can still feel. I thank the Lord I got up this morning. I thank the Lord I can put on my own clothes. I praise God from whom all blessings flow because God has been good to me but there are some people if they get a hangnail they want to take it out on you oh I missed my her appointment they want to take it out on you oh I had a bad day they want to take it out on you Paul says if you want to experience the peace of God that passes all understanding learn to appreciate and love one another encourage one another a soft word turneth away wrath oh I want you to know what a great feeling when you come in the house you say hey baby what's up what kind of day you had I had a miserable day but I'm so glad to see you Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. How you doing today? 
What does mom say? What do you want now? I'm really praying right now because I don't know if I ought to say this. A young lady came to her mom and says, Mom, Mom, I need this. Mom, Mom, can I get this? Mom, because I got to have this. Mom, Mom, I need this. Mom, could you buy me this? Mom, could you go get this? Mom, Mom. The mother said, Girl, what is wrong with you? You think I'm made of money? She said, Well, Mom, that's what M O M means. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, parents. I wasn't supposed to tell them. <laughs> Do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. That is worrying to the point that you feel like you can't even breathe. Have you seen anybody like that? Again, Brother Kurt expressed that so beautifully today. It is sitting in a point where you feel like you always have to be in control of everything in your life. I'm here to tell you, the Lord is the Lord, not you. The Lord is sovereign, not you. God is in control, not you. So Lord, I surrender all. All that I am, Lord, I give unto you. Lord, have your way in my life. Let God be God in your life. Then you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Moody says about verse 6, be careful for nothing. Be prayerful for everything. Be thankful in anything. The key to being, uh, to be anxious about nothing is to be prayerful about everything. Last thought on that. If you want to not be anxious and experience the peace of God that passes all understanding, I want you to put your prayers in God's hand And leave them there. We talk to the Lord. And then we keep going back. Lord is it done yet? Lord is it done yet? Just like your children when you go on vacation. Oh yeah. If you say it one more time. You're going to walk the rest of the way. And God is saying. Wait on the Lord. Wait until your changes come. The peace of God. That passes all understanding. God wants us to know that you don't have to be anxious. You just rejoice in the Lord no matter your circumstance. And God will give you his peace. Isaiah says, Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are kept on you. John 14.27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. I do not give you as the world give. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do what? Do not be afraid. I have told you these things so that in me you might have my peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. While they were still talking about it, Jesus himself stood among them after he was crucified, dead, buried, rose again from the dead. And he got in their midst and Jesus said, peace be unto you. What kind of peace? That when storms begin to rage in your life, God can say, peace, be still. When I think of Matthew that came roaring through here, and you're sitting here, and the weatherman said the world was going to die, 
you could still sit there and say, Jesus is still in charge. And I can have peace even in the midst of my storm. Let God have his way. Rejoice always. Be gentle one to another. Be anxious for nothing. And let God's peace have his way in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.